Well, let's take time to pray. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come asking, Lord, everything that you have given us today. Lord, I pray, God, that you would allow us, God, now to, to give it back to you in the form of what you, God, have asked. Let it be ordained of you. Now, Father, I ask that you would forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Purge my heart and wash my hands. Lord, for I desire clean hands and a pure heart to stand before your people. Lord, we love you. We say thank you in Jesus' name. And let everybody say amen. Amen. I want to look at Scripture in 1 Peter. In 1 Peter, the second chapter, here Jesus is putting things in, spec, in perspective according to the writings of Peter. For the Word of God creates within our lives the ability to grab a hold of something even when everything looks good and when things are not so good at all. But what God wants us to do is to be provided a hope, provided something that will continue to, or something that would, 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 would allow us to see him regardless of what's happening around us. And I'm a firm believer that you and I need to look within ourselves first. But then we need to look outside of ourselves and begin to reach and to bring confirmation to what has happened on the inside. Now listen to me. My Bible tells me if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. In other words, there's a new man that is dawned as a result of our yielding to Christ who in, in return through the relationship rescue us from the old man or rescue us from something that we used to be. Are you with me? What we used to be that was contrary to God. Now watch this. When you have been released from something, if you don't grab a hold of something else, you'll go back to what you've been released from because it's something that you know. If you don't substitute that for something that you are learning or something that has bettered you, then watch this. You'll go back to what was. Are you with me? So what God wants us to do is understand that you can't be complacent about what he has provided you through salvation. We look at salvation as a rescue. God took me out of something and put me into him in something new. The new pursues God. And when, through, the, through the pursuit, there's a persuasion that speaks volume of how we are going to be what God has said we are. Are you with me? In other words, sometimes... When you come out of something, you have to have something that's teaching you what is new or what you're going into. Are you with me? And sometimes the teaching all evolves around stability. Foundation is stability. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. That's stability. 
And when you have stability, you can grab a hold to anything and not survive, but live. Salvation is not about survival. Salvation is about living because the scripture said, Jesus said, I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. In other words, abundant life comes after you yield, but then you walk in what now Christ said is your portion. Because you walk in your portion, now you become life more abundantly. Are you with me? And I don't know about you, but I'm excited about salvation in my life because salvation in my life has changed my life. Are you with me? Let me go so far to say salvation is continuing to change my life. In other words, there's things that I'm still discovering that shouldn't be in my life. And I'm almost 60 years old, but there's different things that God said, I can't fully bless you because this is in the way. That's in the way. If you will let me take that out of you, amen, watch this. You will open up new avenues, not for me to approach you, but you to approach me. And as you approach me, watch it. I will provide you with whatever you need to bring even a stronger stability because I need you to be there for somebody else. Are you with me? I love being there for somebody else. Even when they don't want me there. Do you know there's some people in your life don't want you to be there for them? Because watch this. By being there, you're holding them accountable. Amen. There are people in your life that says, listen, you keep to your own business and I on my mind. Listen to me. If you obey what they're saying, then their, might, their chances of losing in life increases. Some people can't go it alone right now. They think they can. How many have children? Amen? My adult children sometimes need me. I don't say because you're adult now, you're on your own. We analyze, scrutinize, and ostracize how I am going to be instrumental in what is needed for them to move forward. Okay. Hello? But you have the little children that says, today, because you didn't give me what I wanted yesterday, I'm in charge. No, no, y'all don't have children like that, right? Amen? A smart child, an educated child, will challenge you. Amen? You know why? Because you gave them what they have. If they don't challenge you, then you didn't do your job. Are you with me? I was a children pastor. Watch this. If I want to know about you, I ask your child. They'll tell me what you don't tell me. And I believe them before I believe you. You know why? Because they are pure as they come. They even tell good lies. Okay. Are you with me? I'm going so away, so stay with me. 
Now, you have to hear me. Sometimes we think according to how we feel. When you think according to how you feel, you really become unstable. Your stability is not founded upon your emotion and how you think. Your stability relies strictly on your foundation from the heart. Are you with me? The word deals with the heart. You remember Jesus talked about how man has become so corrupt in his own right, so much so that Jesus was there to perform a miracle in his own hometown, and he wasn't wanted. How can that be? When we start to feel somebody's taking our place, when we feel like somebody is moving us out, oh, my goodness, we get emotional. Amen? So your foundation is important. How you see yourself is important. What you feel toward, you, toward yourself, listen to me, it's real. Okay. Emotions are not right or wrong. They're just real. Amen? Now watch this. Let's, we, let's go to the scripture. And here Peter is talking in his first letter to the church. And he's putting things in perspective according to how we should see both ourselves, Jesus, and others. He said, come to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by man, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as a living stone, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You are with me so far? Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you, to, to you who believe, he is what? Say precious. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say he's precious. Now, when you talk about something that's precious, it's something that you don't want to lose. It's something that you want to guard and protect. When it's precious, sometimes all you do is sit and look at it and think of how precious it is, but more so how precious it has become to your life. And you're constantly looking at what this precious thing represents and how it's going to continue and maintain its, 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 its uniqueness or its preciousness. Are you all with me? But to those, part two of verse seven, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the what? Are y'all seeing the difference here? In other words, sometimes we lose sight of who is in pursuit and why. It says the disobedient, he has become a chief cornerstone. In other words, he didn't disallow them, but now he's become a part of what is necessary for them to receive. But we that have received, my goodness, he's all this and some more. 
Oh, I don't know. In other words, when you have given your life to Christ, there should be a pursuit of God that is, oh my goodness, is void of attitude. It's void of complacency. It's void of, hey, what's convenient? Look at verse 8. See, now watch verse 8. It says, as a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, they stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. Verse 9. Now listen. But you are a what? Look at somebody say, you're chosen. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Have you ever been on a basketball court playing pickup? And the team was being chosen. Watch this. You brought the ball to the court. If it's my ball, I better be chosen. <laughs> Amen? Because if I'm not chosen, nobody's playing. <laughs> Amen? But somebody says, I don't want George on my team because he can't shoot. It's my ball. Are y'all with me? I'm the corner. I'm the man because I have the tool. Are y'all following me? Amen? But let me say this. Sometimes because you have everything is why you're not chosen. Because watch this. Sometimes somebody needed... More so than you. It doesn't mean you've been left out. It just means you have to wait your turn. But I don't have any patience, Pastor. That's your problem. Okay, well, okay, see. Now that didn't sound good, did it? But it's true. Watch this. When God wants you to wait, it's not a punishment. Sometimes he wants you to wait because you're not ready. But sometimes he wants you to wait because you are the strength for the one that's having a turn. Some people won't stay the core because they don't have something pushing them. Sometimes all God wants you to do is a hand in somebody's back. Move now. But we... we, we get so offended so quick that somebody goes to push us, we think they're trying to trip us at the same time. No, they're not trying to trip you. You are being tripped because you refuse to move. What I'm trying to get you to see is God has placed us in a position we're going to succeed regardless of what's happening around us, but we have to be in an obedience stand. We have to be on a platform obedience, but because if we're not, it says, <laughs> says that you're going to struggle with the cornerstone. You're going to struggle because as a disobedient, listen to me, you're out of order. But you that are, diso, dis, you, you, you that are, are obeying, you now have become what God has called the chosen. Amen? Therefore, you who, who believe, say believe. believe. He is what? Precious. But those who are 
disobedient, the stone which builders rejected has become what? In other words, he, he, just, he didn't change his position. He just changed his availability. Are y'all with me? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, I wish I had two hours on this one. But I want you to hear me. God is speaking volume of how you and I look to him. But how we look to him is as a result of what we have allowed to come in and to be a part of. Oh, I love God because I've allowed God to be <laughs> what he has chosen to be in my life. Now I'm able to grab a hold of something and relate to others like God and I are relating to each other. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. Are you with me? In other words, sometimes I, I, I deal better with people that I don't like than the ones that I do. Okay. 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 Watch this. Watch this. Sometimes people you like will give you a pat on the back when you don't deserve them because they want to continue to like you. But the person that you don't like, they'll challenge you. They'll make you understand who God is in your life. <laughs> okay, see. I love those kind of people in my life because they help me stay sharp. Amen? Amen? You don't want somebody always telling you you're doing good. You want somebody to say, hey, you just tighten up your bootstrap. Oh, see, uh, you want somebody to say, look, your hair is nappy, go do something with it. You look like who did it and what for, now go do something about it. If you need help, all you got to do is ask. I see some of y'all. Are y'all with me? Listen to me. If I was thinking goofy, my wife don't say, goofy think, go ahead. If I'm thinking goofy, my wife says, wait a minute, I didn't marry this. So I'm not cohabitating with this. We're going to stay here until it's gone. That's what I love about my wife. She keeps me straight. And I love being straight. Because I don't like walking around like this. Are you with me? In other words, sometimes what God wants us to do is, is understand what he has put in us. So that he can pull it out of us for somebody else's benefit. For somebody else's need. Oh, I tell you, some of you, God is so want to extend. Like a rubber band. How many of you have ever had a rubber band pop on you? It stings, doesn't it? Amen? But watch this. It's your fault. You took the rubber band and extended it beyond its, uh, its, its capacity. It's just responding. Are you with me? So watch this. Sometimes God stretches us. But God will never stretch you to break you. Oh. <laughs> Amen. Watch this. Anytime you put something, put stress on it. How many go to the weight room? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Who was that? 
Watch this. You go in and you lift weights. Amen? Beyond your target. Amen? And when you extend it beyond your target, watch your, your body say, you're not going to do that to me again. I'm going to strengthen myself so you won't do that to get me again. But you're smarter than your body. So you keep taking it beyond. Watch it. If you take, keep taking it beyond, you're going to build to a capacity, oh, oh my goodness, that you desire. Watch this. If you don't maintain it, what's going to happen? You're not going to go back the way you is. You're going to have stretch marks. You're going to have all kinds of marks indicating that you've done something to your body beyond its normal capacity. Let me say this. God wants to stretch you beyond your norm so that you can become a blessing to someone else. But you got to know who you are. I said, you got to know who you are. Look at somebody and say, I know who I am. Oh, come on. Say, I know who I am. I'm, I'm almost done. Now, let me, let me finish this thing. And a stone of stumbling and the rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. Amen? Every one of us have access to the word. But if you disobey the word, you become a stumble. <laughs> you become offense. Amen? You become anything but what the Word of God says you are. Amen? Now, I want to I put, something, put something else in perspective, and, and we will truly close. Listen to me. There are people relying on what you have to become what they need to be. People are relying on what you have to become what they need to be. In other words, you and I need to recognize the capacity God has provided us because somebody is looking at that as a means for going beyond where they're presently at. How many like that responsibility? Watch this. It's not a matter of whether you like it or not. Because watch this. It's not something that you have to pay close attention to it as long as you're obeying the word. Because you're going to do it without even knowing you're doing it when you obey the word. <laughs> Amen. The word keeps us aligned. And to be aligned means you are hearing from heaven. To be aligned and hear from heaven means you are affected. Or you are, you are a, a contagious. You begin to affect everything around you. There are people on your job are looking at what do you have that's different? <laughs> Why are you always smiling? And if you got a smile like I do, you can see it for miles. I didn't ask for it. I didn't. I didn't ask, to, I didn't ask for a smile. But I can choose not to have one. Are you with me? I can frown and look as worse are y'all with me? But I smile because it's not only a part of what God has given me, but it is a part of what somebody else needs. Okay. 
So the next time you go to frown because you don't like something, get rid of it. And bring a smile so that someone else can get rid of the thing that they're dealing with. Because all some people need is a smile to have some form of hope for their life. Come on, clap God. Clap your hand unto the Lord. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Verse 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Verse 10 who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who have not obtained mercy, but have obtained mercy. Verse 11, and we'll quit. Verse 11, beloved, I beg you as a sojourner of pilgrim, abstaining from fleshly lust, which war against what? In other words, we have an option. We can embrace what God has given us, or we can embrace something that is going to lust, and create war against the mind, will, and emotion. God wants us to choose him. And as we choose him, we will choose to serve him by ministering to each other according to the will and the purpose of God. Oh, give God a hand clap of praise and let's love on God.